Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Guapish Rule 34. However, I have a special announcement. We are now a, no longer a podcast. Instead, we are going to be transitioning over exclusively Roblox content, as well as occasional vlogs where we cry in public. As always, I'm your host, Nico, and today I'm being joined by a special guest, Tanner. What's up, guys? Let's uh, whip those nanes or whatever the fuck the Robox clids are doing. <laughs> And, of course, uh, joining us today is also going to be Jackson, who's going to be telling us his top ten favorite things about the Muslim faith. Uh, I have no no things I like about the Muslim faith. Just kidding. I'm a big fan of that big cube that they like to walk <laughs> around, uh, and that occupies the entire top ten list, to be honest. <laughs> One through ten. I like the cube. It's pretty sweet. Jackson, do you know the name of that cube is? Why would I know the name of that cube? Fair enough, I suppose. Now, Jackson, I actually do have a topic here for you today, my man. Lay it on me. More so for Tanner as well. So, Tanner, I don't know if you're aware of this, but recently they released a new League of Legends character who Jackson's just been fawning over since day one. What, the dog one? No. Yeah, no. Uh, I actually don't think she's available quite yet. Quite I, think yet. I, know, However, I think I know you're fucking talking about <laughs> We have seen her splash art, however, and yeah, Jackson's just been yeah, going yeah. crazy for it. Tanner, let me uh, send this on into the general so you can uh, check her out here. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I actually have not been keeping up with the, the league news at all. The last one I saw was that fucking uh, knife dog. I honestly, gotcha, didn't, gotcha. I honestly didn't even know this chick was from League, but I've seen <laughs> I've seen this image many times on Twitter. Interesting. <laughs> there she is, Tanner. What do you think? Oh, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of, you know, at least curious about it, but then I saw that saw that they gave her exposed toes, and that that kind of turned me off immediately. <laughs> to be honest, now you understand why Jackson's so into her. So <laughs> this is yeah, I've Briar. Got my out right now. <laughs> yes, Briar. She's the brand new League of Legends character, and there's been a bit of controversy over her ever since she was initially revealed. Does the controversy have to do with the exposed toes? That is one of them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as you can see in this image, which I will definitely be throwing up on screen here, uh, Briar has her feet exposed uh, quite a decent bit, you know. She's got them toes going. Uh, she actually has, like, those wrap things where we talked about, like, in, uh, like, clothing that we really like that we think is pretty hot. I'm pretty into that stuff, honestly. However, her toes are exposed here, guys. Her toes are being exposed. And as you can see, there's, like, light shining on them that seems to, like, really highlight them and make them the focal point of the image almost. And people are just, like, really baffled by this because it definitely kind of seems as though, right, it seems to be kind of pandering towards a, uh, a certain Jackson-esque community here <laughs> Nico have you considered I that mean, feet are hot and sexy and I want them all <laughs> over me I've thought about it here and again and honestly dude they're okay I'd throw them up in like C tier I think I think that's where I put them originally yeah now Tanner as the person who actually put feet in B tier how do you feel about it um you know these ones are just alright, I think. I, yeah. I like that they are, like, proportional. They seem a tad big for her frame, so... These are probably, like, a high C, low B tier feet right here. <laughs> Solid review, dude. I'm happy to hear it. Now, there has actually been a second controversy going on with this character. Tanner, could you possibly guess what that could be? Um... Ooh, I don't know. See, the th the thing that caught my eye was I'm like, oh, this kind of looks like a Yordle, but she's big. Hmm. Does that have anything to do with it? Maybe slightly, not quite, but a little bit. 
Okay. This has to do with the other community that Jackson's a big part of. There's been a lot of arguments as to whether or not this character qualifies as a lolly. Interesting, yes. Yeah, people have been uh, really uh, trying to pick her apart and figure this out. Because personally, I don't really think she does all that much, you know? <laughs> She's not, like, super kid-like. Yeah, I... Yeah, I, I, it's not triggering, um, like, the lolly alarm in my mind. Yeah, she I'd looks her, of age, at least. <laughs> I'd put her on the same level as, like, Jinx or Nico. Yeah, that seems those, about right. I think it's those big eyes that people associate with, like, a younger person mm-hmm. that maybe is selling it. Like, yeah, I, I can definitely she, see that. Yeah, I definitely don't think... If anything, she's, like, late teen. Exactly, dude. Which would make them yeah. a hemophile and not a pedophile. <laughs> the, the distinction is very important, guys. It's very important. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see what like her attack animations are going to look like with that big fucking thing attached to her. <laughs> the thing I've been wondering is, like, could they figure out a way to put her into the fighting game? Because <laughs> surely not with that thing on her. Dude, I would love to see the attempt. <laughs> It'd just be her, like, swinging her, uh, like, arms side to side, but she has to rotate her whole torso. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be really wacky. Or, like, exclusively foot attacks. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Now <laughs> we're getting the answer. It's like the chick from Maggie. Or, like, Jury from Street Fighter. Yeah. Ooh, that, that works, too. Are, are foot fetishes mainstream? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I still, uh, there's still definitely, like, something where people hear that someone has a foot fetish and be like, ugh. But, like, from what I've heard from, like, the majority of women who will, like, talk about it, they're like, I mean, like, it's weird, but I, don't, I wouldn't really care if my guy has a foot fetish. Okay. Yeah. We, God, I wish we, I wish we had just, like, a panel of women available to us to ask stupid questions to. <laughs> We need, we need an episode love... where we just invite a bunch of our female friends on and just, like, constantly pick them about random shit like this. Maybe. There we go. Yeah. I'd love, because I'd love to know, what's, like, the weirdest fetish you'd be willing to tolerate in a guy? <sighs> I mean, surely there has to be, like, some sort of study on that, right? Scat. I don't know. And if not, Tanner, like, you're, <laughs> Tanner, you're constantly interacting with, like, random women out in the streets. Like, surely you can just, like, ask them that. Yeah, sure, I can tack that on to the very end. Oh, by the way, piss fetish, yes or no? Um, <laughs> How do you feel about piss fetish, Tanner? Um, you know, Honestly, the thing that holds me back from it isn't even like me being like, oh, that's kind of gross or whatever. It's just like there's cleanup involved, you <laughs> that's know? That's exactly where I thought you were going to go with it. <laughs> like, you know... Cause, cause then you have to be like, oh, I gotta like put down a towel, or we have to like get in the shower, and it's yeah, just, there's I was just too much. To say, maybe just spice up shower sex a little bit with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, it's just, it's too much setup for too little payoff, in my opinion. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Jackson, thoughts on <laughs> fucking yellow showers or whatever. Ah, uh, that shit's fucking Golden gross. Golden showers—that's the word. I'm so good without that, dude. Piss stinks. It gets everywhere. It's kind of sticky. Not a fan. It just seems really gross and inconvenient. Do you Fair default when, when you think of a piss fetish? Do you default to thinking of guys that are into getting pissed on, or guys that are into pissing on girls? Yeah, I definitely think guys who are into getting pissed on. Oh, I think I think I think it's guys pissing on chicks. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I default to thinking of guys that want to take a piss on someone. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That's like a, that's like a dom thing, I guess. Mm. <laughs> you're, you're you're under me. I'm pissing on you. <laughs> Filthy whore. Yeah. What what percentage of guys with piss fetishes do you think are actually able to like uh, like engage in that versus are like closeted piss guys? <laughs> I definitely think it's a much smaller percentage because, like, I don't know, when it comes to stuff like that, generally from what I've heard, it's, like, a lot of people don't really want to engage in it. Like, one, because, like, you know, they're scared of, like, being humiliated about it or whatever and, like, their partner will think that they're a freak. Uh, But also because it's just, like, the general fear that, like, you're more so into the idea and, like, if the actual thing happens, then, like, you won't be into it whatsoever and it'll just, like, ruin it forever for you. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Do you think you're going to be trying out the League of Legends fighting game when it comes out in uh, 2030 or whatever the fuck? Oh, <laughs> 100%. I mean, like, you know, it's a free-to-play game, so, like, why not? Why not give her mm-hmm. a shot? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it'll be decent enough. Do you know of any uh, characters you would like to see in the game, Nico? We've talked about this, like, twice, Tanner. <laughs> have we? You, well, you yes. have to see this new chick. Womp womp. Uh, yeah, put Briar in there. There we go, it's my new... Who? Briar, that's the new character. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's her name. Her name is Briar? Seems a bit on the nose. (laughs) Maybe a a little bit. Yeah. I I just look at her, I'm like, oh, they're doing... They're doing the crazy but hot chick thing again. Don't they have enough of those? God damn they, it. They do have enough. They have enough Harley Quinns. Let, like, <laughs> let's dress, let's call a spade a spade. That's what That's what we're doing here, eh? I mean, look, dude, it definitely appeals to a certain demographic, that demographic being me. So, like, I say just, like, <laughs> keep at it. Are you actually into, like, the, the Harley Quinn types? Uh, I mean, yeah. Not, like, Harley Quinn specifically, but there are definitely a fair few of those, like, types of characters who I'm into. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm more of a vixen guy. I thought you were going to say, like, a cheetah, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, why would I not be a cheetah guy? You know what's surprising? I feel like furries aren't that into cheetah. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's, like, maybe it's because, like, we've seen, like, a live-action version of that, and it just, it just doesn't, even though it was, like, realistically portrayed, they're like, oh, that's not... That's not how I saw it in my mind, though. Yeah. You know, the reality, like you were saying earlier, the reality of it is not matching the fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Also, maybe it's because Cheetah doesn't have her gaping labia flapping around. <laughs> That's always so weird. Like, whenever uh, Jackson, I'm sure, can, like, definitely relate to this. <laughs> whenever, like, I'm on, uh, like, Enhentai or whatever, just, like, scrolling through shit... Uh, when, like, the cover image is just, like, some basic-ass thing. But, like, depending on the art style of it, you can definitely immediately tell if it's, like, some really disgusting fetish shit. Because <laughs> the art style's really good, right? <laughs> Not exactly. It's hard to describe. It's it's definitely hard to describe. It's it's the, the kind of thing you kind of just need to get used to. You develop, like, a sixth sense for it. Okay. Yeah, you just take one glance and you're like, okay, yeah, it's definitely going to be, like, gore. Interesting. <laughs> and, nope. uh, Go on, Tanner. No, nah, honestly, I was just kind of making noises. I, I had a thought and then I was like, no, nah, that thought doesn't make sense, so go ahead. 
Fair enough. Now, on the topic of, like, uh, lollies and shit like that, boys, I have a question here for you real quick. I've noticed this strange phenomenon in the Ben 10 community. Uh-oh. <laughs> Where, like, as you guys may know, people are really horny for Gwen from Ben 10, okay? But, of like, course, who wouldn't be? <laughs> but, like, it's only, like, the one from, like, the original series. It's mm-hmm. not, like, the grown-up version. It's just that first one. Why do you think that is? It's the haircut, dude. They don't like the ponytail on the adult one. Fair enough, honestly. I could see that. I think I think that honestly might be the entire extent of it. Probably that the can't outfit be too. It. No, I, I don't know. I think they made her seem a bit too adult in the uh, the second <laughs> version. God forbid we make a rule thirty four of this adult character. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what she looked like. I'm looking up now. Yeah, the first one she looked so fucking young. Oh my mm-hmm. god. Well, she's like she's like fucking twelve or something. <laughs> yeah, eleven. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. I would love to see like a modern remake of um of Ben Ten where they do yet another uh, swap a red haired character for a black person. Yeah, that'd be the funniest thing ever. Like, I want movie studios to be fully aware that that is, like, a trend people have noticed and just, like, go full bore into it, do it in completely unnecessary, nonsensical scenarios. (laughs) Remake, make a live-action version of Brave, but replace all of the characters with black people. (laughs) That's what I was just about to say. That would be funny as fuck. I would, I, I like literally could not even be like, oh well, I can't believe. No, I, that that would be the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. But make sure they all have Scottish accents still. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That would be literally the funniest recreation. thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of that idea. I just really so, want you know, them to be. Um, I just really want them to be, like, a completely, like, self-aware about it. Just like, mm-hmm. look, we get it at this point, okay? We're just gonna do it with anything. <laughs> I want them to actually, like, quadruple down and just, like... Yeah, no, actually, we do hate gingers, and we just want them out of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> They're too hard to find in live action. <laughs> so why bother at this them. point? What's another ginger character we can, uh... We can replace. Let's let's re let's make uh let's remake all of the Harry Potters, and uh make Ron Weasley uh black and trans. There we go. That could be pretty and, fun. And uh and like a drag queen too or something. <laughs> yeah, of course. But Hermione still falls in love with him somehow. <laughs> what do you mean somehow? She belonged with Harry. <laughs> you heard of her? Isn't it disgusting how much influence that? Uh, that Brit has had over our culture. I mean, maybe a little bit. Doesn't it make you irrationally angry like me? Look, dude, Emma Watson's a real cutie, so at the end of the day, I don't really care that much. That's true. Wait up. God damn it. Is Emma Watson British? I actually don't think she is, no. Oh, okay. Thank God. I would have ruined it for her. I mean, she's out of her fucking mind, but thank God. Didn't she shave her head recently? Oh, shit. Hang on. She is British. God damn it. Are they all? Is Daniel... Wait. Yeah, there's no way... There's no way a guy with the last name Radcliffe is not British. <laughs> I think it's probably impossible for that to be the case. Uh, yeah, unfortunately he's also British. Yeah. Why do they have such stupid names over there? Um, I think that it dates back to, like, the Industrial Revolution era. 
Okay. Yeah. I don't know why exactly, but it does date back to there. <laughs> I don't know why or how, but... It does. I think the two might be related. Harry Potter? Tanner, when are you going to start picking the Harry Potter movies already? You know, you know, now that we've brought it up, I do think those those probably are some movies that we should uh, check out. Yeah, I've never seen them except for the second and last one, so... Interesting. Yeah, it, I think it'd be worthwhile seeing. Jackson, have you seen any of the Harry Potters? Oh, I've seen none of them. I like how we still haven't put an MCU movie on the uh, the list. Yeah. Have uh, we intentionally been avoiding them? No, we put, no. We put the fucking Multiverse of Madness. Is that not MCU? Oh, well, yeah, but that was before Guapachet the movies was like a thing, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Give Dylan some time. You know full well he's going to pick one of them. Yeah. And by one of them, I mean all of them. We, we, we have to... We cannot have him make us watch every MCU movie for like a year straight. We can't. Oh, we I mean, have don't to put worry. I was uh, fully... I guess, like, I was fully intending on, like, talking about this, like, after we finish up the Jurassic World movies. But I guess we can just talk about it now. Yeah, I definitely think that a uh, new Guapish at the movies rule needs to be put in place to stop people from just, like, picking the series anymore. I agree. I agree. Now, just, like, now that I've dealt with my series, I agree. <laughs> just, like, you know, back-to-back at the very least. Like, put something between each movie. Yeah. I, mm. I think just minimum one in between. Uh, the problem is, it, now that we've said one in between, we there has been one in between. So now we are just... We're finishing Jurassic Park, but... um, Yeah, of course. You can only pick one a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one one series, one per series per month. I think that's a fair enough rule. And no, like, trying to skirt it at all, either. Like, you know, if they take part in the same world, then that counts. So you can't uh, hop between, like, fucking Iron Man and Thor. Yeah, no, no. Like, the MCU, we're definitely saying, listen, we're doing one MCU a month. Unless... Yeah. Do we even want to say unless multiple people pick it? I think if multiple people pick it, that's fine. Okay. Just, like, one person can consider bribery? What if that'd be so that would be so unhinged if that's how like how far we get into this where we're like, listen, man, I want to make all the picks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, My I'm picks picking definitely are for way. sale, though. Hmm. Listen, I can definitely make it worth your while. If you just make sure to pick Ratatouille next and I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely grease them wheels of yours. OK, ten dollars and I'll pick Ratatouille. <laughs> What was that one fucking mouse movie about, like, the little white mouse who has, like, a needle or some bullshit and he saves oh, France? Um, fuck. I know exactly what one you're talking about. Um. It's, like, Far For the got, Great. No, no, no. It's, it. I th- I'm pretty sure it has, like, a weird French name. Yeah. Um, fuck. I can't remember. Let me try and find this out. Because I remember, I saw this... Uh, in theaters as part of a school trip for some reason. Oh, it's called Damn The Tale f- of Despero or whatever the That's fuck. That's right. <laughs> Tale of Despero. And Despero is spelled like, uh, you know, Desper A-U-E-X or some bullshit. Exactly, exactly. I got that I, uh, I got that movie randomly from my grandparents when they came and watched me in a Little League game. Okay. Yeah, afterward they just like gave me that movie and were like, here you go, I hope you like it. I know I've seen this one, but I don't remember a fucking thing about it. Funnily enough, it it has Emma Watson in it. Holy shit. So we've come full circle. 
Tanner, you picking it this week? No, I'm not going to pick the tale of Despero. <laughs> Come on, dude. If you're not going to pick it, I'm who sure will? I'm sure it would be very fun. <laughs> That's a good question. Who will pick it? Who did, let's see, Emma Watson voiced Princess P. Holy shit, Tony Hale is in it? Anyway, Scorny, okay. It's got all the big actors. Yeah, including Matthew Broderick. Holy shit. Who doesn't love uh, good old Matthew? Maddie B. Maddie B. It's a wonder that that movie was not a cultural touchstone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it didn't make an impression on the wider cultural landscape. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys think that we should start doing like some director's commentaries for the Guapish episodes? No. <laughs> you mean like... Like, dub over old episodes with us commenting on what we are saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kenda Who Killed Captain Alex? Yeah. That'd be really fucking funny, but, like, I don't know. We'd need to to have even the smallest amount of popularity for that to be worth it, I think. (laughs) But you see, at this point in the episode, we weren't really sure what to talk about at this point, so we were scrolling through the (laughs) Guapish topics to try and find something desperately. Eventually, Jackson was able to come up with a pretty good one that spurred on some pretty decent conversation for a while. Right. As you can see, this is where the episode... I was just, they literally just double the length of each episode for no fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be pretty solid, dude. It, it does sound like a, like a aggressively funny idea. <laughs> I almost want to say, I, I almost want to say take it to like the most extreme possible and do that with like other podcasts as well. Oh, there we go. <laughs> just like fucking, like fucking reactions, but to entire podcast episodes. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound too dissimilar to what most people are doing over on Twitch at this point, so... Right. People are doing, like, watch... People do, like, watch-alongs to movies and shows, so why can't can't we do real-time reactions to full podcast episodes? Exactly. (laughs) It sounds like a pretty, uh, fucking solid idea, I must say. Yeah. And there's literally nothing stopping We need to get back onto Twitch and uh, really start expanding our empire over there. Yeah, of course. They're missing us. We're just the the quality of content that that platform needs. Exactly. They need a little new blood over there. Alright, Jackson, so... Is he even here still? Yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. Jackson! Hmm. I know that earlier today you were talking about a specific topic that you wanted to bring forward, so what was that again? Oh man, I really just wanted to let you speak your mind. <laughs> just go off, you know? What do you have to say to the world? Yeah, Nico, Jackson, give us your hottest take, Nico. My hottest take? Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, I think that we should just, like, give up on pandas and koalas at this point. We need to let them die. Interesting. I'm I'm 100% with you on pandas. Uh, why, why do we need to get rid of koalas? Jackson, bring the copy pasta up. <laughs> oh gosh, let me let me pull it up, Nico. You give a short synopsis in the meantime. Yeah, so here's a little spiel for you, Tanner. Uh, they have chlamydia. Well, so do I. Huh. Anyways, I got the copy pasta. Uh, the next five minutes will be me reading this out <laughs> until one of you guys stops me. Quolls uh, are fucking horrible animals. They have one of the smallest brain-to-body ratios of any mammal. Additionally, their brains are smooth. A brain is folded to increase the surface area for neurons. If you present a koala with leaves plucked from a branch laid on a flat surface, the koala will not recognize it as food. They are too thick to adapt their feeding behavior to cope with change. 
in a room full of potential food, they can literally starve to death. This is not a token of an animal that is winning at life. Speaking of stupidity and food, one of the likely reasons for their primitive brains is the fact that, additionally to being poisonous, the eucalyptus leaves, the only thing they eat, have almost no nutritional value. They can't afford the extra energy to think. They sleep more than 80% of their fucking lives. When they are awake, all they do is eat shit and occasionally scream like fucking Saiyan. Because eucalyptus leaves hold such a little nutritional value, claws have to ferment the leaves in their gut for days on end. Unlike their brains, they have the largest hind-to-gut ratio of any mammal. Many herbivores, many herbivorous mammals have to cope with harsh plant life taking its toll on their teeth. Rodents, for instance, have teeth that never stop growing. Some animals only have teeth on their lower jaw, grinding plant matter on the bony plates in the top of their mouths. Others have enlarged molars that distribute the wear and break down plant matter more efficiently. Bulls are no exception. When their teeth are rowed down to nothing, they resolve the situation by starving to death. Because they're fucking <laughs> terrible animals. This is so much longer than I remember it being. I thought I was going to be done by now. Dear God. Uh, being mammals, koalas raise their joeys on milk. Admittedly, one of the lowest milk yield to body ratio. There's a trend here. When the young joey needs to transition from rich, nourishing substances like milk to eucalyptus, a plant that seems to be making it abundantly clear that it doesn't want to be eaten, it finds it does not have the necessary gut flora to digest the leaves. To remedy this, the young joey begins nuzzling the mother's anus until she leaks a little diarrhea, actually a fecal pap slightly less digested, uh, which he then <laughs> proceeds to slurp on. This partially digested plant matter gives him just what he needs to start developing his digestive system. Of course, he may not have needed to bother nuzzling his mother. Uh, she may have been suffering from incontinence. Why? Because koalas are riddled with chlamydia. In some cases, in some areas, the infection rate is 80% or higher. This statistic isn't helped by the fact that one of the few other activities koalas will spend their precious energy on is rape. Despite being seasonal breeders, males seem to either not know or care, and will simply overpower a female regardless of whether she is ovulating. If she fights back, he may drag them both out of the tree, which brings us full circle back to the brain. Koalas have a higher than average quantity of cere cerebrospinal fluid, cerebral spinal fluid uh, in their brains. This is to protect their brains from injury, should they fall from a tree. An animal so thick it has its own built-in special ed helmet. I fucking hate them. There we go. That's Fantastic. the koala pasta. Now, my immediate thought is, is it possible that all living things native to Australia are naturally stupid because I mean like I'm, I'm hearing that koalas are the people that are lost are... to war against like emus so I feel like there's a pretty good mm -hmm. chance of that being the case right yeah cause you know I'm hearing koalas are extremely stupid and then I'm pretty sure aboriginals have the lowest average IQ of any ethnic group mm -hmm. so I'm wondering if there's just something about the entire continent of Australia that's causing creatures to become stupid i think you're onto something here i think it's the brain waves yeah i should uh i should message an anthropologist or something and be like hey man i've got this theory here do you think it's possible <laughs> that australia produces retards it's like what what the fuck are you talking about this is a college you can't be saying that here if Jackson can, can say hobos, I don't see why you can't say retards. That's true. They're they're basically the same thing. Yeah. You'll insult them on the same level, so I think it's fair game. 
Do you actually think that if you called a homeless person a hobo, they'd really care? No. I don't think homeless people care about much, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think they have many uh, earthly concerns. I think most of the time they're insanely high on drugs anyway, so I don't think they'd even recognize you talking to them. <gasps> Come on, Jackson, you're generalizing here, dude. Yeah, Am Jackson, you're not allowed to say that. They're all down on their luck and they'd be completely successful had some uh, completely unforeseeable malady had not befallen them. Yeah. True. Speaking of homeless people, this I don't even know if she's homeless, but Nico, have you seen that chick on the side of the road next to, like, uh, highway, whatever, I'm not going to say it, on the podcast, uh, that's always fucking handing out or trying to, like, sell flowers? Yeah, I see her constantly there. She, she's there 24 fucking 7, swear to God. She's always just walking up selling people bouquets of flowers. It's crazy. Just like some, it doesn't look homeless. She's just some chick that's just trying to hustle, I guess, on the side yeah. of the road. It's she really weird. She makes 7K a week. <laughs> she might. <laughs> She's probably selling them at a crazy price. I'm, I'm tempted to like ask her how much they are and then just drive off. <laughs> like, nah, Honestly, too rich for my blood. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, in this new city I'm in, uh, Greenville, South Carolina, uh, I haven't seen any homeless people. Really? It's also incredibly clean here. I've seen like one instance of litter on the like side of the road. So you know, shout out to Greenville, I guess. Why do you think that is, Tanner? There's like two people live there. They probably <laughs> execute people who litter or become homeless. Do you feel like that's a pretty good policy to put into place? Should we expand it to the rest of the U.S.? I mean, you know, it's clearly working. Yeah. So. Like, at the same time, don't you think it's your God-given right to be able to litter? Nah. Well, hmm. That's an interesting point. I guess not, because we have to, you know, we, we live in a community with other people, and that's public property, and blah, blah, blah. If you're just littering in your own yard, yeah, fucking okay. go crazy. But if you're on someone else's property or public property, I think it's fair to restrict your ability to litter. Okay. An execution seems like a, <laughs> a perfectly reasonable punishment for that, correct? Yeah. You know, I think reasonable punishments should be judged by their results and not their impact. Okay. I like your way of thinking, man. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Like, look at fucking uh, Singapore. They execute you if you, like, cough too loudly in public and there's no crime there. So, yeah. it must be a good policy. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Singapore. I feel like we might need to, like, you know, move our little uh, business over there instead. Yeah, let's move our operation over there. Let's become, let's like completely sell out to the CCP. Yeah. We'll become a fucking uh, TikTok podcast where we just upload in 30 minute segments. <laughs> Talk about how great China is. Yeah, yes, exactly. If anything, I do feel as though we'd get significantly more popular if we did something like that. <laughs> Probably, I don't know yeah, if I'd if buy we... that. <laughs> If we probably if we legitimately started simping for China, we probably would have more viewers than we currently have at the very least. Yeah. Do we want those viewers though? Probably not. But it could be funny. Yeah. It could it would be funny. We do have that going for us. Speaking of the Chinese. Yeah, I, I don't know how to tie that into the thing. Nico, what time is it? Apparently it's time for Guapers at the movies, it sounded like. What's a Scooby-Doo? We're coming back for you. We're going to no, solve the mystery. Jackson huh? just did one to lead into Guapers at the movies. 
Well, you he we have to say guapish at the movies and then do the song. Or we can do it like you know afterward. Like Nico's, Nico's really gonna matter. edit it to make it sound good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. I, I just think he also didn't do a song that was recognizable as anything, and uh, I did a Scooby Doo. I, did that, thing, I, I was so. trying to do that like stupid generic fucking Chinese noise, like da 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 da. Let me try to find it. Yeah, I have Wait, no idea you'll, what you're you'll, talking you know about. What I'm, you know what I'll try to be. I'm trying to go for if you hear. Okay. It. It's gonna end up being the da 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 da. Ying Shong Hang. Okay, hang on a second there, buddy. <laughs> Jackson, anyway, what movies did we watch this week? What was our big Patreon film? Our Patreon film this week was Mad Max Fury Road, the 2015 film. Uh, I can't Whoa. remember who picked it. Do you guys remember who picked it? I don't remember who picked it either. Huh. Unlucky. We'll never I know. do believe that it was recommended by our wonderful patron. Uh, I want to say it was Jacob Edwards. I was about to say Jacob Edwards, yeah. Thank you very much, Jacob Edwards, for recommending Mad Max Fury Road. It was a pretty A-plus movie, as one of the Guapish members would put it. As for us other ones, we might not be so kind. Tanner, how'd you feel about Mad Max Fury Road? Um, I'm, is that you prompting me to do the plot? Yeah. Okay. How'd you feel about the plot of Mad Max Fury Road that you're about to summarize for us? Mad Max Fury Road, uh, it starts up kind of like the other Mad Max, where Mad Max is narrating, and, uh, I don't remember what he says, but this was much better than the other narration, because this one was much shorter. Um, and, you know, Max, he's out there, he's surviving, he's eating, he's driving, uh, his car gets blown up immediately, again, uh, because that's just the theme of Mad Max, I guess. He's not allowed to have his cool car. He has the coolest car ever, but he's not allowed to drive it. Uh, so he gets taken back to this big fucking fortress that's uh, all up in these cliff things, and they got tons of water there. And uh, he's turned into a blood bag, which means he's like a forced uh, blood donor, because he's, uh, he's type O negative, which means he's a universal donor. Mm-hmm. Uh, this world is run by... Fuck, what's his... What's his fuck? Um, I don't even remember his name. What's the main bad guy's name? Joe. And Morton Joe, that's right. Uh, it's run by this fucking mutant freak, because he controls the water, so he has all these people worshipping him, and he's got his war boys, which are these young men who are all painted white, or maybe are white? It's I think unclear. painted. I feel like we see them, like, get wet and, like, kind of washed occasionally, and it never comes off. I think they might be white. Oh. But I don't know. Anyway... Um, they send out their war rig to go get some fuel from Gastown. The war rig is driven by our arguably main character, uh, Imperator Furiosa, which is uh, a lady with a shaved head and a big mechanical arm. Nico, was she hot? No. Okay. Uh, she's driving the war rig down, and then she decides, oh, we're going to take a shortcut. And what we find out is that she is captured the wives of a Morton Joe and is trying to bring them to freedom because they're like being forced by him to be breeding slaves because he's trying to create like I believe what he's trying to do is create humans who aren't horrifically mutated or something yeah that sounds about right um anyway they don't want to do that anymore so she's taking them away and they're driving and then 
the war boys get sent out to catch her and there's a big fight and they go in this big dust storm and it's fucking crazy and then the forces of Immortan Joe Gas Town and the Bullet Farm all team up and they're gonna go get these ladies back and uh, they're running away for a while and then eventually they meet these old people and the old people are like um there kind of isn't like the place you're trying to go to kind of doesn't exist so they're like fuck and so they turn around and they're gonna kill a Morton Joe and take back over his place and so they do that and there's a big car chase Mad Max battle and then they make it back and they take over things and I, I guess everything's all good now <laughs> <laughs> the end. I feel Until I have the a feeling. Next movie. Yeah, I, I have a feeling things are not all good given the state of things, but whatever. They killed the <laughs> bad people, so that's something at least. Yeah, that's a win somehow. Except for the little baby man. They haven't killed him yet. I, I thought those like little kids were gonna like throw him over the edge or something. <laughs> so Jackson, I thought too. Yeah, like they were giving him a look like they're like, oh, the wings of change are here. <laughs> Time to get rid of this dude. But yeah, that is Mad Max Fury Road. Now, this movie, um, it is an action movie in the purest sense of the word. They oh, do 100%. not care. This is the most action-y action movie that we have ever seen <laughs> on the podcast so far. Yeah, they they truly do not care about like having an intricate or even particularly interesting plot or characters. Or settings, really. They're just like, fucking, listen. It's about cars. It's about crazy people. And they're gonna fuck each other up. But despite that, I still think they did it really well, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's <laughs> Like, especially great. just, like, the setting of the desert. Which you'd think is, like, fucking... It'd be really boring after quite a while of just, like, you know, nonstop action in a fucking desert. But they managed to do some crazy stuff with it. Like, that big old dust storm is insane. They mm-hmm. uh, were able to, like, vary up the environments quite a bit, like, when it starts raining and they're that swampy area and shit like that, you know? I'm a big fan of what they were able to do with this, despite, like, you know, it seeming like a fairly limited area. I, I think so, a small little, like, psychological trick they do is that they kind of change the color grading in different sections of the desert. So even if it is still, like, you know, a desert, uh, it kind of fools your brain almost into being into th- looking at different because it's like, oh, this area is a bit more brown and this area is a bit more orange and this area is a bit more yellow. Yeah. It's so like, okay, we are going to different locations. Yeah, it's giving you some sort of sense of progression, so it's not just seeming like it's the same environment at all times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, nothing's actually happening. Right. Now, as for the characters themselves, though, so Jackson had some big complaints about our main boy, Mad Max. Is that correct? Big complaints. I mean, they just don't flesh him out at all, really. I, we know he has some past trauma, uh, and... That's basically it. Other than that, he's just kind of some fucking stoic guy that kind of acts autistic. Uh, that, that was my that was my takeaway of him. And then he just fucking like dips when he could have you know like lived in paradise instead of you know just wandering some hellscape. Uh, yeah, yeah, honest. I mean, <laughs> he was. Weird. I was just gonna say Max's entire deal now is essentially he's just a survivor who kind of exists to just witness things happening. Witness. <gasps> Witness. But yeah, that's definitely correct, Tanner. Yeah, it definitely seems like Max's role, like really even in the lat previous movie that we watched, you know, Desert Storm, whatever the fuck it was called, Road <laughs> of Fury, some bullshit that wasn't Desert very good. Storm. I would love 
to see the sequel of this be titled Mad Max Desert Storm. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Even in the previous Mad Max movie we watched, he wasn't like really a flesh out character whatsoever there either. It really does seem as though Max is more so like kind of just like a vehicle for us to explore this world through, you know? Yeah, yeah he's, basically, he's basically just like there to have an excuse for the audience to be watching this happening. Yeah. But, you know, that I don't might. think it's particularly a super bad thing at all, since we do still get some, like, pretty decent characters in the form of, like, you know, Fury Rosa, Furiosa and stuff like that. Fury yeah, I'm indifferent, I'm indifferent to it <laughs> in the end. That's pretty funny. Um, my only last thing with Max is he a thousand percent should have died from that first crash. <laughs> the big-ass explosion. no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, sure, let's uh, talk about Furiosa. I don't want to. I think she's lame and stupid. I don't like her bald-ass head. Anyways, I think Furiosa is just okay. <laughs> That's basically I, what I was saying as well, yeah. I don't really to be honest, care about her all that much. If I had to have a problem, it's that, just based on her characterization, I don't know if I believe she'd, like, risk her life to save these women. Yeah, I can definitely understand that as well. We don't really get much in the way of, like, why she's really bothering to do all of this to begin with. Yeah, and she's, like, really brutal and untrusting all of the time throughout it. So yeah. we kind of just have to take it at face value, like, listen, she's a woman, too. She <laughs> warms up to Max really quickly, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which was weird to me, because he's still just, like, some random fucking dude that could... Like, was threatening them at gunpoint, and then <laughs> suddenly when they're trying to go through the past, now they're chill. Well, see, that's so strange, because, like, I feel like the implication is, oh, she she took a liking to these women because she's a woman, or something. And then also we're like, oh, okay, she warmed up to Max quickly because they're both, like, hard-ass survivors. But, like, I feel like if she's doing one, she's not gonna necessarily be inclined to do the other, you know? Yeah. Nico, which of the wives were your favorite? Uh, golly, dude. It's kind of <laughs> tough. I liked the blonde one who wasn't pregnant. I thought that she was pretty cute. Okay, the one with the far apart eyes? Maybe. I don't fucking know. I didn't notice anything like that. I also like the redhead, though, but, like, not when she had her goggles on and shit. She looked like in a completely different character whenever <laughs> that happened. And Jackson got real confused with where the fuck she came from. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much like, who the fuck's this chick? And then we're like, oh, it's it's this one we already knew. That's funny. Yeah, unfortunately, my favorite is the uh, the one that got ran over, but you know what? We can't all be winners. Womp womp. Yeah, the um, pregnant one. Jackson has a type. Gotcha. If, if she wasn't pregnant, she would have been a 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, I guess I'd probably go, yeah, either the redhead or Zoe Kravitz. Who? The The black one. That's what I assumed. The Catwoman from the new Batman. Oh. Have you seen the new Batman? No. Interesting. Okay. I could see her as a Catwoman, though. Yeah. How do we feel about uh, our antagonists? Uh, Fucking Joe. Actually, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's finish off with uh, our protagonist. How'd you guys like Knox? Who? The war boy. Oh, yeah. I thought that he was neat. Yeah. I think he... Him, like, kind of turning to their side was weird. It just kind of came honestly, out of nowhere. I kind of... I, I find him probably the most compelling character in terms of, like, an actual character arc in this yeah, movie. I definitely do agree, but at the same time, I do kind of feel like him just, like, 
being crumpled up on the ground and then like one of these girls send a couple nice things to him being pretty strange also the fact that she was like even talking to him to begin with and not immediately being like holy fuck there's one of them on board we need to murder him now yeah right (laughs) they're all very accepting and chill well i I think they all kind of understand that he was like just as brainwashed as they were but how do they know that he's not brainwashed anymore? Why would she even like go through the effort of approaching well, him like that? I think I think they were just kind of believing that they could like make him see the errors of his ways or like stop believing in, in Morton Joe, you know? Why would they risk that? I don't know. They're women. Fair enough. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely did like his character arc the most out of like anyone else in this film, since like, you know, he actually like, you know, really gets one, I guess. Like I'm his with death. You on that. When he says witness me, putting that phrase into a whole new context, I think it was really sweet. I was a big fan of that. Uh, the follow-up explosion I wasn't as big of a fan of, which goes into a couple of my complaints that I have. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> you didn't like, uh, what, what did you not, did you not like the, how it like slow mode and had the, the fucking wheel come at us in like 3D? Yeah, that gross ass uh, Spy Kids 3D looking ass wheel. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, understandably, this is a really long movie. It uses uh, some pretty extensive effects, so not everything is going to look super great. But at the same time, there are definitely, like, a few things here and there that really took me out of it in terms of the effects. Uh, One of the other, like, big parts was, like, uh, very early on in the movie, we see fucking Joe, like, uh, talking to all his little subjects. Like, pretty much every shot of him there did not look very good at all. I think... I think it might have just been, like, the light in his hair or something, but it just looked really bad and out of place. Mm. Speaking of a Morton Joe. I hated him. He's a big, our... fat, gross guy. Ew. Yeah. So an effective antagonist, you would say. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly. I got to say, one thing that I was a big fan of in this movie is that they just got, like, some real fucking freaks everywhere in it. Mm-hmm. I, was, I really liked that. They really made this feel like a gross post-apocalyptic world that I would not want to be a part of. Right. What were you going to say, Jackson? Dude, I was going to say I think it's bullshit he didn't die in the first car crash. <laughs> Fair enough. That's my that's my only thing. Tinder, yeah, what do you know, think the casting is like for this movie? Trying to like find those freaks. I, you know, I can only assume that there's like a specific agent for like disabled actors. Yeah. And that guy was just fucking rolling in it when they made this movie. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't imagine that uh, these types of actors really come up super often and need. Yeah. There are actually 50% of the online posts asking for a sequel to this movie. <laughs> they just want to get paid again. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't yeah. imagine that that like, little baby dude is like really, uh, really super active generally. <laughs> What's funny is I feel like I've seen him before, though. Really? I feel like I recognize him, but I don't know where where from or how. Little um, known fact, that's actually Peter Dinklage. What? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I do like, I like the, uh, the aesthetic of our villains, where it's all, like, all the white and whatever, and Morton uh-huh. Joe is, like, all white, the fucking war boys are, like, ghastly painted white. I thought that looked really good, especially since a lot of the scenes that they're then set in are like uh, colored in such in like such an uh, I don't know expressive way, I suppose. Yeah, it just really makes them stand out a lot more. 
Yeah, it's it's I I do think that's a, a pretty big credit because like the action scenes in a lot of places have um, like a lot of moving parts, but it's mm. e- it's pretty easy to keep track of everything. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys have a favorite action scene from this? Um, not particularly. One that does stand stand out in my mind though is just like those parts where they have like them fucking big old poles on the cars and shit like mm-hmm. that. We just have like dudes swinging off of them. I thought those was pretty sweet. That was pretty cool. I kind of like the uh, the dirt bike part where it's like this clearly like very small scrappy band of uh uh. Not raiders, but like, like bandits, and they're like, "Okay, listen, we have vehicles that are like very specifically adapted for this terrain, and this is where we're just gonna hang out." Uh huh. I did think it was fucking crazy during that part, though, where <laughs> the dude fucking gets onto the car and is like, "What are you doing? We had a deal." Even though like his men were the ones who fucking shot at them and caused them to run away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was real wacky. Right, in terms of other things, boys, do we have any other notes for Mad Max? Um, were those guys in the spiky cars? Did those seem like fucking um? Did they sound like Russian to you? <laughs> I didn't really take particular note of it. No. Gotcha. All right, cool. Well, and with that, we are going to be moving on to our ratings here, boys. So, Dylan gave this movie an A plus. An A plus. Does that sound about right to y'all? Uh. In terms of like a Dylan ranking, or no, just, just in, in terms of rating in general, how's that feel to you guys? Uh, I'm giving it an A minus myself, so it's relatively on par. Oh. And I'm going to be giving it an A, so it sounds like we're all pretty lined up there, pretty well. Now, Tanner, you're going to be giving this movie an S plus, is that correct? No, I'm giving it an S minus. Okay, okay. Oh, I, I do have one other negative to throw in there to further explain why it's a minus and not higher oh. for me. Um, aside from, like, the rock stuff, uh, I feel like the music is unbelievably generic mm-hmm. in this, uh, film. That's fair enough, I could see it. And with that, Jackson, what rating is this film getting? Uh, that puts that in A+. Alright. That's a solid enough rating for Fury Road, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Are there sequels to this one, or is it just this? No. It's just this one so far. I don't yeah. know. The guy who directed this one, he's the same guy that directed all of the old ones. Uh, he's pretty fucking up there in age. So I think he's basically said, I would like to do another one, but... I'm going to fucking die before it gets done in production. <laughs> this, I do know this one to, was in development for like fucking ever. And it shows. What, was the, what was the budget for this film? I think it was something insane, to be honest. Let me let me see if I can grab that Fury Road budget. Bud get buck fifty. <laughs> one dollar fifty cents. <laughs> Fury Road was estimated to be around one hundred and eighty-five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. With box office earnings of around three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Fair enough to me. Ah, interesting. The film was a box office disappointment and lost between twenty and forty million dollars. <laughs> Jesus. Warner Brothers claims. Yeah, War- Warner Brothers claims the, that production on Fury Road significantly exceeded the approved budget. Interesting. <laughs> well, we might not be getting the sequel then. Unfortunate. Oh <laughs> uh, well, it okay. It made it made up some. What the fuck? 
I'm getting some conflicting information, but alas. In terms of our next film, Jackson, which one are we going to be starting off with first? Are we going to be starting with the set, the sequel, perhaps? <laughs> no, I'll Get a little crazy? Thankfully, it doesn't really fucking matter because these the films are pretty independent. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about the first live-action Scooby-Doo film. They're uh, finally Sco- here, everybody. We're finally talking about Scooby-Doo. You can stop leaving comments about every single week asking Jackson to finally pick Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the 2002 film. Uh, the basic TLDR of the plot is that the gang splits up after they continuously have like failures during their whatever shenanigans, trying to uncover the mysteries of ghosts or whatever. Uh, and then they all get invited to an island, which is haunted or something. We don't entirely know, but they're all invited to this island separately. Um, they all then come together onto this island to try to like solve the mystery of what what's going on with like people acting weird. Uh, turns out there's basically, I don't, it's not alien, but they're like some monster race or something that's like taking over the bodies of people. Like they're taking demons. Their, taking over their souls or some shit. Uh, and the gang comes together to stop that from happening. Uh, it turns out that Scrappy-Doo was the leader of all of this for some fucking reason. In some like human costume of Mr. Bean. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> they, they, they solved the mystery. All the, all the demons die because they're not good in the sun and uh that's it basically and then it's done and the movie's over all right now we've talked a lot about films like really feeling like a time capsule in various ways like you know we we've had like the fucking fast and the furious we've had like the digimon movie in terms like music and shit but this movie like really encapsulates the fashion of the time (laughs) fred is so fucking old (laughs) (laughs) It that took me a too. second to realize that. Yeah, Nico was commenting about so that from the very start. Old? That's he just I pointed out while we were watching the, the movie. rest of the crew. Yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ, why does Fred look like he's fucking 40 years old? What's up with <laughs> that? <laughs> Jackson yeah. didn't have any idea what he was talking about until like he really got a good look at him. And then, who boy, did Jackson come on over my way? <laughs> I still think he's pretty well cast. I can't complain. <laughs> You know, Shaggy as well, honestly, looks very old for the sort of character they're trying to portray. How old are they supposed to be in this movie? This is definitely supposed to be, like, they've been doing this for a long while. So I'd uh-huh. say mid to late 20s. That's what I was thinking as well. Uh-huh. Which, like, if that's the case, uh, maybe they should have found someone a little bit younger for those two. Perhaps. Velma <laughs> um, and Daphne too. look fine, though. Shaggy did a very good job. He was the standout actor for me at the very least, so I don't... Shaggy did do a good job. He's a good Shaggy. That's why they keep using him in everything. (laughs) Um, Here is a a major... Sort of a... Meta problem I have with this movie, and by extension, almost every Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. The entire point of every version of the Scooby-Doo show is that monsters are not real (laughs) and that's always some kind of scam and that the supernatural isn't real and whatever. And I feel like in a solid chunk of all the movies, live action and animated, they decide, well, if we're making a movie out of the show, obviously we have to make the supernatural real now. Yeah. Which I I think just isn't in the spirit of what this fucking series is supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah, what does Scooby do? But the monsters really do exist. Exactly. It's it's dumb. 
I mean, I, I definitely get where you're coming from. It's not like that big of an issue for me personally, though. With this movie in particular, my bigger issue is just like the monsters look fucking horrendous. Like they are just vile. You know what I was going to say is the monsters do not blend in at all. You at no point are like, okay, these are like well done CG creatures that like blend into the scenes they're in. They're always like lit differently yeah. than their entire surroundings. For some reason, it worked for me. <laughs> where I was like, okay, yeah, these are like, these are like crazy monsters that look like they don't even fit in reality. <laughs> They're otherworldly they beings. They exactly, shouldn't look like yeah. they exist. They fuck like <laughs> they fuck like they look like fucking um, Digimon, Ran- uh, Rankin and Bass like creatures. Hmm, I could see it. Now, Tanner, yeah. one big question I do have for you: Are you more of a Velma or Daphne guy? Um. With with this specific incarnation, I'll go Velma. Okay. How about, like, generally, though? I think generally I'm probably a Daphne. Damn. Can you explain why to us, Jax, uh, Tanner? Because Jax and I just don't really get it. I mean, the whole point of her is to be hot, so, like... Velma? Oh, did I say Velma? Yeah. Oh, I meant, in general, Daphne. Okay, gotcha. In this version, Velma. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Happily we sussed that one out. Right, yeah, of course. I, I've never really understood it for the most part. I'm definitely more of a Daphne kind of guy. I think I think the Velma hype is just because, you know, it's weird repressed internet nerds and they're like, oh, she's just like me. <laughs> she's hiding a real dumpy under all that. Mm-hmm. That too. <laughs> she's like a slightly chubby nerd, so she must have like fucking massive knockers. Uh, yeah, that's, She wants uh, to analyze my sperm under a microscope. Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, girl, you want to see That's my what they're ectoplasm? thinking, dude. That's what they're all thinking. Now, in terms of the actual film, though, can you guys believe they cast Mr. B in this shit? I, I, you know, honestly, it was weirding me out hearing his, like, voice and it not be, like, some stupid fucking, like, you know, like a stupid fucking voice. <laughs> Yeah. He just sounds like a normal dude. Honestly, I can't remember. Did he even have a British accent? Uh, I don't remember, Jackson. Do you? I have no idea. Okay. Okay. Well. Let's assume he didn't. Crazy. He's he's truly an actor of old time. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, from what I've heard, a lot of people think that like British actors are able to pull off an American accent much better than Americans are able to pull off a British accent. Do you guys feel like that tracks? No, I have no evidence of either. I don't care. I think the thing is, whenever we hear a British person speaking in a quote-unquote American accent, I, I don't think we ever think, oh, that's like my kind of American accent. We like, we're just like, oh, sure, that's an American accent. Okay. I don't know which one, but... That's fair enough. I think it's just because we, we like, I don't think, since we're a bigger country, I don't think we have as much exposure to, you know, each other's different accents, like, across our geography. Whereas in Britain, they're they're all closed in together, that when an American tries to do a British accent, they're like, that doesn't sound anything like a Goistestoistestoyer accent. <laughs> or whatever the fuck. Those goofy fucks. It was goofy little man. Anyway, the plot in this movie is fucking stupid. Oh yeah, it's pretty dumb. It's 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 dumb and bad and not really good. 
But Jax, Tanner, didn't you get like a nice nostalgia blast watching it? A little bit. Some of the hijinks, the hijinks and the misadventures, if you will. I got I got some nostalgia, but ultra, it's 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 empty calories, you know. How is the hilarity that was ensuing? The the hilarity that was ensuing when it did ensue, it uh, ensued pretty hard. But I don't know if it was ensuing all of the time. Okay. Hmm. Sorry, Jackson just sent me a fucking crazy message. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I sent, myself, I sent myself a reminder like last week, and I don't think the text-to-speech heard me properly, or the speech-to-text, I guess, heard me properly, so it wrote down, swap swap maze with Nico. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck it's trying to get me to swap with him, but it was it had something to do with the podcast, and I forgot, and the reminder did not help, so unlucky. Huh. Oh, well. we'll never Rather know. strange. <laughs> Oh, it was mics. That's what it was. We're, we're going to swap microphones to see if you sounded like ass with mine. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oops. Oh, Next well. time. Yeah, I'll set myself for another reminder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jackson, do you have any thoughts? What, or what are your thoughts on this movie, rather? Uh, yeah, the plot's pretty nonsensical and stupid. Uh, the acting's okay. It definitely feels like a time capsule. CG's fucking horrible. Uh... Pretty pretty pointless overall. Uh, comedy was funny in some places, but most of the time it was pretty boring. That's about it. I was very let down, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't really expect much going into this movie, and I literally only picked it from this, for nostalgia. Uh, but yeah, it really didn't sit with me at all. Yeah, I was about to ask, like, what did you really expect going into this shit? Not not much, and it de- under-delivered. Like, yeah. the, uh, honestly, I remember as a kid being kind of, like, scared by, like, the, the intro clown part. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like I like the clown part to start more than the rest of the whole fucking movie, uh, which is unfortunate. To be fair, that clown design was really fucking creepy. It was. Now, one question I do have for you guys. So, like... You know, in terms of, like, things that, like, really scared you as a child and, like, media and shit like that, can you, like, really think of anything that comes to mind immediately? Uh, the next movie? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I, I, I can't really think of anything that, like, super scared me as a, uh, a child, a child. Okay, Wax gotcha. Work, waxworks. <laughs> yeah, because when, like, Jackson brought that up, uh, that he was, like, really spooked of that clown, uh, it reminded me of, like, this fucking Iceberg video I watched recently where it was, like, things that scarred us all as children, where he was just, like, talking about, like, various, like, like, children's media where, like, something spooky would happen that, like, apparently scared a lot of people. And I just, like, really wasn't a big fan of that video, you know? Because, like, he was too understanding of people's fears as children and, like, things that scarred them. Because he'd bring up things where it's like, in this one episode of My Little Pony, Pinkie Pie makes this really weird face. And that scared a lot of people. And you know what? I get it. Like, I, I, I can see why someone gets scared of this. And fucking... Don't pander these dumbasses, okay? Tell them that they're pussies, all right? Like, we all had those moments. We all had th- things that we were terrified of as small children. And, like, yeah, looking back on it, we were fucking pussies. Just tell them that. Don't try and, like, you know, be, be even-handed about this shit. Tell them how it is. Mm-hmm. Lay down the fucking law. Yeah. I was terrified of this one character from VeggieTales growing up, and you know what? Looking back on it, I don't think it was that creepy at all, and I, I, I just think I was being a little too sensitive as a tyke. What character? <laughs> We've talked about this before. It was fucking in, like, the Anastasia movie, where there was, like, this Grim Reaper-looking dude who, like, had a feather, and he would tickle people and bring him to Tickle Island. Ah, yes, of course. 
Yeah. You were just afraid of uh, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> exactly. And with that, guys, I'm thinking we should move on to the rankings here. Now, of course, Dylan isn't here right now, but he watched the movie, and his rating for this film, guys, was a heckin' C+. Okay. Now, compared to you, Tanner, how's that looking? I'm gonna give Scooby-Doo 2002 a flat C. A flat C. Huh. It's okay, you know. It's yeah. you know. It's it's just it's a thing, you know. Damian Lillard and Scooby. Uh, you know, I, I'll I'll give one more piece of positive praise. I feel like I've been pretty negative, which might not justify my ranking right now. I do like how they treat Scooby Doo like a cartoon. Still, they let him do like cartoon physics and shit. I thought that was enjoyable. I can see that. However, at the same time, the CGI sucks ass, and I didn't like it. I'm giving this movie a D. Hmm. I thought Scooby, I don't know. I feel like Scooby worked for me, personally. Honestly, I don't think Scooby himself even really looked that bad. Like, they definitely put a lot of effort into the actual, like, animation of it. It's just, you know, the, the technology wasn't fully there at the time. Uh, but yeah, I'm giving this movie a D plus. Crazy. And that, and that makes it a C minus overall. Nice. Sounds now, Scooby-Doo right. 2, on the other hand, Monsters Unleashed, oh boy. You describe it. I don't want to, Jackson. You described this one as well. You're the only one who hasn't described anything, Nico. (laughs) I didn't pick this fucking movie. This is not my pick. Don't put this on me. Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. This is a film in which the gang decides, you know what? We've been doing pretty good. We're going to open up this big old museum to show off like all these great old accomplishments that we've done. But things don't go quite as planned for them because the monsters that are in this museum come to life and now they're out to get them. Yeah, so apparently one of their old villains who got locked away, he's back, and he's, like, not really, uh, he's not really content with the Mystery Gang being held up as, like, these big old heroes, so he's just trashing them in the media and shit. Meanwhile, the gang needs to get to the bottom of this and figure out, why are these monsters being unleashed? Why are they real? What's going on? So eventually they'll track them down to a factory where more hijinks ensue, and they figure out, oh boy... He's using some bullshit to make these monsters come to life. There's a goo monster or something? What's going on with that? He's made of tar? There's this weird-ass looking electricity monster? What the fuck? And at the end of the day, Scooby's eventually able to, like, do some shenanigans and, like, blow up their reactor or whatever the fuck that makes the monsters no longer real. And they're able to figure out that, holy shit, the guy who was, like, doing all this and making the monsters come to life, he was the guy we thought it was. What? And then the movie ends. Crazy. So this one, uh, like, triple quadruples down on goofy, nonsensical nonsense. <laughs> yes. Which I think is the right choice, because that's what it's supposed to be. It's just some fucking silly, stupid horror movie that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And despite there being, like, significantly more monster designs in this one, they look exponentially better than the previous ones did. Right. Yeah, it's actually, like, watchable. <laughs> did they have a door gag in this one? No, I don't think. Do they, they have it even in the last one? No, I don't think so. No, I don't what think the fuck? How do you how do you make a live action Scooby Doo and not have a door gag? I feel like I when we were watching one of these movies, I mentioned the door gag thing to Nico, so I feel, I feel like there was one actually, but I don't I don't know where it is and it, I, it, it, which one it was. So I feel, I feel like I remember talking about door gags with him. I definitely don't remember ever seeing one in any of these movies. No, we'll never know. 
It's a crime not to include one in the Scooby Doo film, though. Do you think <laughs> Suching, Suching, searching Scooby Doo door gag will help me? I don't think it is. No, I highly doubt it. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, articles on the Scooby Doo doors. <laughs> it's interesting. Is Scooby Doo where the, that gag originated from? Interesting. That's that's a good question, huh? They definitely do it in the original series, which which dates back to the 60s. I actually so believe not... it originated from the Flintstones, though. Right. Huh. Well, I, know. You know, I really could not say, Jackson. I feel like there is a good chance that it originated from Scooby-Doo, though. Quick, Nico, ask ChatGPT. Uh, yeah, 100% originated from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Were you already looking a, it up? This is a Scooby-Doo hallmark, 100%. Good to know. Yeah. Scooby has been so prolific throughout many, many different forms of media. <laughs> I feel like I see that in anime relatively often, which is pretty funny. Now, Tanner, did they swap out the actress for Velma in this movie? No, it, it, it was Linda Cardellini in both. No, okay. she's always just been that hot. <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> yeah, how do you like Seth Green, though? He was, like, by far the most, like, famous actor in this film, shockingly. Eh. Okay. I didn't, I'm, I didn't sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you uh, prior to this? <laughs> you you Tanner, cut out like there Seth for Green me. in this film. Um, he he made almost no uh no impression on me. To be honest, I, I that's pretty. He's normal barely for Seth in Green. it. To be honest, yeah, he's there to feel like a rapist in a few scenes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, All right, Tanner, okay. So- Sorry, I was I was what? researching. It does not originate from Scooby Doo, but Scooby Doo definitely popularized it. Where's it come from? Uh, some French movie bullshit. I hate the you should have never looked this up. That's tainted the entire memory of Scooby Doo. You're God right. Damn it. God damn it. Scooby Doo <laughs> Now, Tanner, who was your favorite monster in this film that got unleashed? Oh, um, I you know I feel like it's easily the skeleton guys. Why? They're the funniest. Why is it easily them too? They were I think they're just the, the goofiest and the most enjoyable to be watching, like interacting with the characters. Yeah. They were pretty silly and funny, and I loved them. They were pretty silly. The entire time that like they were uh, fucking chasing after the folks, though, I was like, why are these the guys you're scared of? They're significantly greater threats than these two knuckleheads. Right. Who was your favorite? Uh, the fucking lightning monster was absolutely bonkers and unsettling to me. Like, I don't know what it is about his design, but it's it's just, like, really off-putting. <laughs> it's him going, yow, really loud. <laughs> I think that it's the fact that, like, he's a lightning monster. It's also, like, fat for some reason. <laughs> it's like, you, do, you don't expect that. Yeah, it's like Electabuzz. Yeah, you'd think that, like, something that's, like, made out of electricity would be, like, like you know, like, real stringy and shit like that, you know? Not, like, like a big fat dude. Yeah, of course. Who would ever suspect a... such a thing? <laughs> I'm just telling as it is, man. I do like how they point out the fucking trope of Scooby-Doo where, like, <laughs> a lot of the monsters are just substance and then the word ghost. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's the tar ghost. It's the cotton candy ghost. It kind of just shows that people in the world of Scooby-Doo do not know what ghosts are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some of these I'd uh, classify as like a Babadook or something, personally. Mm-hmm. 
or a Wendigo at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we're gonna do keep doing this thing where it's like, oh, Scooby Doo movies are where they encounter real stuff. Let's have them fight a Wendigo. There we go. Let's get them into some real shit, you know? Yeah, or like a Skinwalker. Yeah. <laughs> Skinwalker butchers and then impersonates Scooby Doo and slowly picks <laughs> them off one by one. That'll be yeah, my exactly. rated R Scooby Doo movie. That'd be funny. How long till Scooby Doo is in the public uh, domain? I was just about to ask, like, when does he mm. enter the public domain? Uh, I feel here. like I've been Googling things a lot this episode, so I don't know. Stop doing when it, Tanner. We talked about this. Enter the public Stop domain. It. I know, but like, we need information. We're, we're <laughs> I'm a digital boy. It brings like everything to a halt, though. Um, sounds like at least 2059. 2059. Fuck. Yeah. So uh, it's a ways out right now. That's tragic. Anyways. If we're still around at 2059, let's make our rated R Scooby-Doo, <laughs> Scooby-Doo <laughs> game meets the Wendigo. That'd be great. We, we like, title it, like, how they fucking title those movies, too. Scooby-Doo and the Wendigo. <laughs> Scooby-Doo Scooby and Dwayne the Rock Johnson take on the Wendigo. <laughs> yeah. Scooby-Doo in the Wendigo woods. <laughs> Surely we have to, like, partner with WWE Raw or something like that, right? Modern Scooby-Doo movies love doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, what were we talking about before we touched on that? Uh, Jackson's favorite ghost in the movie. Okay. Yeah, as a kid, it was the tar monster. As an adult, it's still the tar monster. <laughs> that was honestly the one that left the most impression on me. I was terrified of the tar monster as a child. Hmm. And that also reminds me of uh, the opening sequence the the you know the pterodactyl flying through the city as a child that fucking horrified me I hate <laughs> watching kids scare the shit out of me and then watching it now I was like what how could this possibly scare me I don't understand <laughs> we all had dumb little things that scared us as children apparently except for Tanner yeah I just get, you know I'll randomly remember it at some point this week and I can I can say it mention it to you guys you know you were too preoccupied with eating dog food back then you couldn't pay attention to the screen it <laughs> fried your brain. <laughs> And with that, boys, do we really have much else to say about Monsters Unleashed? Yeah, I think it's pretty similar to the first one in structure, but it just has, you know, better CG, and I think it's just slightly better overall, for my opinion. Yeah. I'd say it's, like, slightly improved in just about every conceivable way, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right to me. However, Dylan apparently thought very differently, because he thought this movie was exponentially better than the first one. He gave an A-. minus. I feel mm -hmm. like he mistyped or something. Like, he meant to put B minus, because there's just no way. <laughs> like, I'm going to ping him right now and just ask. <laughs> what do you mean? What? Yeah, what do you mean? Is it a typo? What? It, it was a much better movie. What can I say? It was a... He, listen, he is... At, at the very least, relationally speaking, he has gotten these movies in the correct order. Yes, correct. Nico, but at the you same time, movie? like an A minus <laughs> compared you're, you're to me. An A minus too. <laughs> I'm funny. <laughs> yeah, this movie definitely gets an A minus. I'm with Dylan on that one. Uh, I'm gonna be giving it a uh, a C minus. I think a C minus feels good. Okay. All right. He just he just confirmed his A minus ranking. Confirmed A minus. I will be giving it a B minus. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm giving it a uh, C minus as well. Hmm. And that puts it at a C plus. Hmm. 
Nice. So, Good yeah, enough, I guess. Good enough. Seems about yeah. right. Yeah. And speaking of good enough, Jackson. Hi. Are you going to do it, dude? You're going to roll that dang old Patreon for us to find out what we're watching next week? Oh, I'd love to. Let's get her done. Uh, since uh, Dylan isn't here, that means Day. we're doing four movies, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, that's not what it means. No. I feel like that's the rule no. we established. No. <laughs> but it'd be badass, man. I think we should do it because I want to request a movie, too. No, I don't think so. <laughs> what was the well? What was the rule we said? Uh, it was like if Dylan didn't watch the movies. Well, he still hasn't watched Cleopla- Cleopatra, so clearly we're not <laughs> adhering to that rule. <laughs> well, then Dylan just wouldn't get a vote whatsoever on what movies we're watching at that point. <laughs> He's still picking the movies, so like, we're not all picking something. And Tanner, you also pick something either way here, so like, it doesn't really matter that much. That's true. That's fine enough. Nico, what are you picking? What are you picking, Tanner? Um, fuck, what do I want to pick? You know what? Uh, what are we watching? Groundhog Day? That's like yeah. a... What is that, a rom-com? No. I don't... What? Is it a comedy? Uh, I mean, like, a little bit. It's more of a psychological thriller, though. It is not a psychological... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, I'm gonna choose... I'm gonna choose. Fuck it. I'll just do the top of the one at the top of my list. I'm gonna choose Mars Attacks. <laughs> I see. Okay. I'm gonna be honest, Tanner. That kind of falls in line with what I was expecting you to pick. I really thought you were gonna pick. Uh, I I just completely fucking blanked on Jackson. What was it? What did I say he was gonna pick? I don't fucking know. Little that Shop movie? of Horrors. That's what it was. Yeah. I definitely thought you were gonna pick a Little Shop of Horrors. What, why? Because there was a recent Red Letter Media episode about it? That's exactly what I thought, yes. I will say the Red Letter Media episode is what triggered me to add Mars Attacks. Because <laughs> I've never seen it. I see, okay. It's all, it's all correlated. I, on the other hand, I'm going to be picking something that we talked about in this episode, actually. I'm going to be picking our very first MCU movie, boys. Oh my gosh, what a coincidence. It's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Whoa. Yeah. Now, Tanner, you've never seen this one, correct? I have seen it, uh, now. Oh, okay. It was a couple months ago. God damn it, dude. Womp womp. I was hoping to get your first impression of it. Oh, well. I still haven't seen the third one. Fair enough, dude, fair enough. I'm not picking the third one, though. It's the first one, the first one, with Chris Pratt. Yeah. I don't know why they recast him in all the movies afterward, but... Say, Livia, it's a lovely conversation for later... For now, though, boys, Terry, you like to tell people about the Patreon? I'm going to be honest, my roommates are talking right now, so I feel like someone else should do the <laughs> read down while I have my mic muted. <laughs> All right, fair enough, I suppose, fair enough. Well, everybody, thank you very much for watching this episode of Guapish Rule 34. As always, you can uh, always ring a ding that bell, like, comment, subscribe, as well as uh, go on over to the Patreon, folks. We can get a bunch of little special things. Like, you get access to the pre-guap. You get early access to every episode. You get access to our Discord as well, guys. Access to the Discord. Where you'll be able to request movies as well as topics that we can talk about during the main episode. And, of course, who can forget? You get 500 slime coins. Can you believe it? 500 slime coins. And... For your final little cool thing that you get, you get your name read out during the episode, just like I'm going to do now. 
Thank you to our uh, patrons, Raheem Rajawani, Kyler Nikolai, Certified Hebophile, Topperman Man, Joshua Bean, Macho Man Retard Savage, Tutbot, Lucas Lidette, Hunter, and Jacob Edwards. I especially love you, Joshua Bean. And as always, thank you for watching. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.